Shelby, and you're listening to The Rant Reloaded. Now, I assume by now most people have seen at least some of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial this week. For those who live under a rock, Kyle Rittenhouse is the young man who, in self-defense, shot three assailants in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who is now being tried for murder. Now, in my opinion, I'm sure I'm not the, and I'm sure I'm not the only one with this opinion, this is a sham trial designed to provide the left with substance for their gun control agenda and for people such as the prosecutors on the case to say, gain some sort of fame or notoriety to further their political careers. Now, why do I say notoriety? Well, let's look at the many examples of how this case is falling apart for the prosecution and the clear examples of prosecutorial misconduct in this trial. First, let's take the prosecutors themselves, who at the start of the trial decided to use Kyle Rittenhouse's invoking his Fifth Amendment right as an admission of guilt. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but as I understand, invoking one's Fifth Amendment right is never to be considered an admission of guilt, and it is unethical to even suggest in open court that it is. Matter of fact, most lawyers advise their clients not to speak to the police until after taking their, talking to their attorney. That is invoking your Fifth Amendment. Why? Because in the situation that you are accused of a crime or suspected of a crime, the police are not your friends. Their job is to get enough evidence to convict you. And it plainly says in your Miranda rights, you have the right to remain silent. If you give up that right, anything you say or do can be used against you in a court of law. So why, if you are accused or suspected of a crime of this caliber, would you talk to the police prior to consulting a lawyer? In other words, why would you not invoke your Fifth Amendment? Another example of prosecutorial misconduct was one witness whose name I honestly don't recall was asked if he spoke with prosecutors, to which he stated yes. The prosecutor then asked, is it fair to say that you were nervous? Again, he replied yes. Then the prosecution asked a question which should have been the nail in the coffin and gotten this case dismissed without the option to refile. The prosecution asked, at any time did this office ask you to change your statement? The witness's answer? Yes, sir, you did. Are you kidding me? The prosecution, this shows that the prosecution clearly attempted to encourage this witness to change a sworn statement on a legal document, thus falsifying records. If that's not prosecutorial misconduct, I don't know what is. These prosecutors should be disbarred and every case they have ever tried put under scrutiny. But that's not even the best of it. This circus act of a trial gets even better as it continues. The prosecution star witness, Gage Grosskreutz, I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced. You may remember him as the person who was shot in the tricep, who in his original testimony stated that he posed no threat when he was shot. But when confronted by evidence, both photograph and in questioning, that clearly showed him pointing his pistol at Rittenhouse and asked by the defense, so while your hands were up in the air, the defendant did not shoot you. His answer, correct. The defense then asked, it was only when you pointed your weapon at the defendant that he shot you. Is that right? 
Grosskreutz answered, correct. The faces and reaction from the prosecution team said it all at this point. And there has been many examples of prosecution trying to force a mistrial ever since. Why? Because they know they are losing and they want to save face. And say, oh, we didn't lose a trial, it was a mistrial. Examples such as bringing in statements that the judge had already excluded and as not relevant and making statements that could prejudice the jury, etc., such things as that. If that's not enough, let's look at the video evidence and imagery part of the prosecution's key evidence. It's grainy footage from an alleged FBI surveillance drone that the prosecution states repeatedly, you can clearly see the accused here doing this and that. Yet, the, the, the image is the, 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 the subjects in the image are too small to even make out who they are. If blown up, they're too distorted to make out who they are. And I, I'm telling you, these prosecutors must have superhuman sight because when they showed the footage in the courtroom, you couldn't make out who it was, let alone what exactly they were doing during the filming of this footage. The prosecutor then go uh, proceeds to place his hands in a way to indicate how Rittenhouse was holding his weapon at that particular moment, claiming he was aiming it at one of the people who were shot, thus instigating them to attack him. Anyone who knows rifles or has been in the military knows that the way the prosecutor displayed that written or portrayed that Rittenhouse was holding his hands he would not have been aiming at anyone. The barrel would have been pointing into the air. We call this the high ready position, <clears throat> meaning that obviously Rittenhouse had come across someone who earlier that night had threatened his life, so he would be reasonable to hold his weapon at a high ready position. But that position does not point the weapon at any individual or in anyone's general vicinity. The prosecution went on in their desperate attempts to salvage their case when Rittenhouse took the stand and they began to cross-examine, began the cross-examination uh, concerning Anthony Huber. You might remember he was the man who assaulted Rittenhouse with a skateboard, asking him, did Mr. Huber have a gun or a knife? Rittenhouse correctly answered, no, he did not. They then asked him, did he have a club or a bat? Again, he answered, no. Then they asked, so why did you feel a need to shoot Mr. Huber or use deadly force? Rittenhouse stated that he had already been hit twice in the head by the skateboard wielding Mr. Huber, but he wasn't, but he wasn't carrying a weapon, the prosecution responded. I should point out at this point, I am not quoting exactly the exchange verbatim, because the exchange was simply too long and too ludicrous that had I not seen it or heard it myself, I would not have believed it. Anyway, how stupid is this prosecution team? First off, once Huber swung the skateboard or even prepared to swing it, it became a deadly weapon. Yes, believe it or not, a skateboard used like a bat or a club is capable of ending somebody's life. Now, this trial has been frothed with many more goodies 
that should cause any reasonable person to roll their eyes and ask why this young man was ever charged when the video evidence that is clear is enough to see plainly that it was a case of self-defense. This case should be thrown out with prejudice, meaning the prosecution would be unable to refile. And on top of that, why isn't Gross Cruz, or however you pronounce his name, being charged with unlawful possession and reckless discharge of his weapon? He did fire the weapon at least once that we know of, allegedly into the air, and the round from that weapon had to come down somewhere and could have killed somebody. That's reckless discharge of a firearm. On top of that is my understanding that his carry permit was expired and he could not and could not be removed or renewed due to a domestic violence issue. Yet no charges have been brought against him. Then you have one of the deceased Rosenbaums who was a convicted repeat child molester who reached for the defendant's weapon with the clear intent of taking it from him, who had clearly threatened him, threatened to kill the defendant earlier that night. And finally, back to the state's star witness, who is a confirmed self-admitted communist, again unlawfully wielding a firearm, but not only wielding, but pointing it at the defendant. Again, I ask, Why is this sham trial being permitted to continue? Why are the prosecutors not being disbarred or at least sanctioned for their blatant prosecutorial misconduct? Now, I am interested in hearing your thoughts on the subject. You can write us at contact at therantreloaded.com. That's contact at T-H-E-R-A-N-T-R-E-A-L-O-A-D-E-D.com or comment on our Facebook page. You can find our Facebook page fastest by going to our website, therantreloaded.com, and clicking the Facebook icon. We look forward to hearing from you, and until the next time, this is The Rant Reloaded saying, if today's political climate isn't pissing you off, then you're not paying attention.